0: Good morning, good evening, and good day. You're listening to Drama Buds, an anima podcast. So, hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of Drama Buds. I have to start with a confession. I've never watched the Park Chan-wook movie. I haven't watched The Handmaiden. I want to watch Decision to Leave. I don't know when, if they're gonna show it in cinemas here. I want to watch it. I heard it's so good. It swept the, the Blue Dragon Awards, right? If everyone says they're amazing, I just trust them. So, <laughs> so, why do we have to talk about that? It's because today, I'm gonna talk about Mother, which is written by Jung Yong, Park Chan-wook's usual collaborator for the past how many movies of his. Jung sok Young is also the writer of Little Women, a drama that aired this year that I was only supposed to talk about in my Q4 recap. But now that we're talking about Mother, I might as well insert Little Women here. So yes, okay, Mother has the same director as Flower of Evil. Very thrilling, very melodramatic, very engaging, okay. And Chicago typewriter which I was bored by, but that's a long story. And it stars Lee Boyong, who I've seen in Mine and I Hear Your Voice. And the star of the show, honestly, the, the child actress discovery is Ho Yul. Mother is an adaptation of a Japanese drama from 2011. And it's about a teacher who discovers that one of her students is being abused by her mother, and she creates a plan to kidnap the child with the child's consent, I guess, and escape from the country. I have heard great things about this because it won Best Drama in the year of Stranger. When Stranger won the Desang, this got bumped up to Best Drama. And yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. It has like a rating of 9 on my drama list, which is usually meaningless (laughs) because mdl just the scores get inflated or attacked by trolls just you know form your own opinions guys don't look at the numbers only but you know i've heard good things but i've been hesitant for so long i wanted to watch it a few months ago when little women was airing because when i was watching little women i was not happy with what i was watching so i was wondering what's up guys why are you praising the hell out of this writer if this is what she's coming up with because honestly it was whack more on that later yes there will be a dedicated little women segment that isn't just a comparison to mother it's genuinely my thoughts on the show before i even watched mother but yeah i feel like mother was uh the redemption project for, for Jong Suk yong for me, if I end up watching the movies she's written, I'm sure she will be even more redeemed. But Little Women wasn't it. We'll get to that later. let's move on to the plot and characters first we have kang Jin, played by lee boyong she's an ornithologist a researcher who studies birds and she's planning on moving to iceland to continue her research on migratory birds so background on her childhood trauma as is expected So as a kid, she was abandoned by her mother in an orphanage. She was around 8 years old. So she remembers most of it, but they say that she forgot the the face of her mother and stuff and and all the little details of it because of, you know, protecting her mind from the trauma. Which is, it's a real thing. It's real. So she gets adopted by an actress, Kang Yongshin, and she's paraded around by her mother. Like, we have a whole documentary about how this actress adopted this child that she met in an orphanage. But it's not in a malicious, like, she's trying to use her as a fame grab. It's... I don't know, there's there's a level of sincerity to it and trying to bring light to the issue. Anyway, so she's constantly being reminded of her situation, that she's adopted. And, you know, people pity her because they all know that, oh, she was adopted. She was left by her mother. And so that kind of led her to growing up and wanting to be freed of her mother's influence as an adult. Like, I cannot fully express why she wants to break away from her mother who has been very loving to her, but more on that later. Anyway. But yeah, she has complicated feelings towards mothers. Both her biological mom who left her as a child and the mom who adopted her and loved her but still isn't her real mom, quote-unquote. And that made her have complicated feelings towards being a mother and not wanting to be one. She wants to be free, like the birds that she studies. And she becomes a temporary elementary teacher until her transfer is finalized. And then she meets Kimiena, this child who's obviously not being taken care of well. And then she sees more signs of actual abuse from her mother and possibly the man that they lived with. So she hatches a plan to make it seem like Yana died by drowning in the sea. But actually, they're running away to Iceland. And then we have Kimiana, played by Hoyul. She is the nine-year-old child of a single mother. Extremely precocious, very street smart, although she's still struggling to read even at her age. She has learned to be a good liar, to cover up for her mother, and also to avoid kind of bringing about her mother's rage. Like if if her teacher asks, how's your mom? How are you treated at home? She can come up with elaborate stories of like, oh, my mother fed me curry and did this and that. then they show that it didn't exactly happen that way. But Hiena knows how to lie to make it sound like her mother is really loving and caring. And she has a notebook where she writes down things that make her happy, which aren't just things that make her happy, but they're things that make her feel safe from her mother and her mother's boyfriend. This is a child who has developed these coping mechanisms to convince herself and others that her life is okay, right? That she's not being abused, that somehow her mother still loves her. And god, that's so messed up. Thinking about now, it's just so messed up that a child has become a pathological liar just to defend her abusive mother. Anyway, the journey of these two characters is not just the literal journey of running away to Iceland, finding people to help them, finding places to hide. It's also their journey of becoming a mother and choosing your mother, whether that is something that can be chosen or not. (laughs) Okay, in discussing the show, I will do my best not to spoil anything huge because experiencing it for yourself is so worth it. The first six episodes move so fast, it's almost exhausting. It's, oh, it's almost too much. Like, this is edge of your seat thrilling for me personally because they run away from one hiding place to another until eventually they are discovered and taken in by Sujin's mother and her sisters. And along with most thrillers, dare I say all thrillers, there are moments where you have to suspend your disbelief. Like, wow, it's awfully convenient that they met this person at this specific instance who could bring them this specific thing that they wouldn't have known where to get. Wow, how did the police not think of checking this location at this time, or these cameras, or talk to these people? Or, wow, how'd you know how to go there, or do that, or be able to do that? Or, wow, a person would really react to a situation in this way? Um, yeah, there are always those moments, but it's never too unbelievable that you can't just, you know, yeah, okay, fine, I, I can suspend my disbelief enough just to keep the plot moving. More on that later, actually. God, this show was thrilling but deeply emotional. There are plot twists rooted in little details, like these little happy moments between the runaway mother and daughter that you wouldn't have expected to come back in such a crucial moment in that wait mm, i'm trying so hard not to spoil you because it's so good um like you know this this small bird fact that sujin shared with yena or a story of her life from the orphanage or the fact that yena struggles to read so she just memorized this storybook that sujin read to her verbatim those are little things that you think, "Oh, they're sharing a moment as mother and daughter. Aw, this is the journey of them becoming true mother and daughter despite having no blood relation. And yet, somehow, they managed to use those details in the thriller aspect of the show. Somehow, all those little moments are somehow important. This is really deceptively a thriller melodrama. It, it's not just about the running away. It's also about sujin discovering what motherhood truly is. And she works through her complicated history and complicated feelings towards her biological mother and the mother who raised her. I gotta highlight Kang Yongshin, the one who raised her, played by Lee Hye who is just an absolute powerhouse of a mother. She is the epitome of doing everything that you can for your children and loving them as if they were truly quote-unquote your child because blood isn't what defines the relationship between a mother and a child. It's the love you're able to give. And through her relationship with her adoptive mother, Su Jin learns to be a real mother to Yena the way Kang Yongxin was a real mother to her. Like, I don't think she had, you know, the angsty screaming of, you're not my true mom. None of that. Like, Su Jin truly acknowledged Kang Yongshin as her real mother, despite of course, being completely aware her entire life that she's been adopted. And in a way, Hyena also goes through a similar journey because she's like Jin when she was a child. There is this storybook I mentioned that Sujin read to Hyena early, early on in the drama that Hyena memorized, once again, because she struggles to read. It's about this bunny and her mom and how No matter where the bunny runs off to, no matter what she turns into, if she turns into a fish and goes into the sea, if she turns to the wind, if she turns into whatever, her mother will find her and change into whatever she needs to be to get her child again. Which applies to Sujin as, you know, her. Unofficial adoptive mother, it also applies to her biological mother. We'll talk about her in a while. Even talks about Sujin's mother's plural. Sorry for the spoiler. One way or another, you will find your way to your real mother. And there is the recurring symbolism of the migratory birds that always find their way home. You know The symbolism, it all just ties back to each other. That's why it's so satisfying because the symbolism is so consistent throughout the entire show. talked about Tiena's biological mom yet, Shin Young, played by Go Sung Hee. She's a single mom. She was left by the father of her child. And she left Tiena with her mother, actually, until her mother died and she had to take Tiena back. Money is tight. She has this child that she didn't want to have In the first place, she didn't want to raise it alone. And the child needs attention. She needs to actually take care of this thing. (laughs) This thing. That's kind of how she sees her daughter, okay? And this is why Hina has learned to take care of herself, though not very well, because she sees her mother struggling, her mother wanting to kill herself, attempting it several times, and she doesn't want to trigger that. She doesn't want to add to that. Look at this child walking on eggshells around her own mother. Like that, that's actually so terrible. And Jayong has never been happy since she's had to take care of Yenna until she met Lee Solak who made her feel like she wasn't alone. Like someone was finally sharing the burden, not necessarily the burden of taking care of Yenna well, but just caring about her. More than, more than anything else. And she, she needs that. She needs to feel like she's the most important person. And that she doesn't have to give all of her attention and her energy and her life to this child. So she's currently living with Lee Solak. Played by Son Tzu-Ku, Played brilliantly by Son tsu Anyway, so Lee Solak has a history of killing the children of the women that he dates. <laughs> yes, we're going very straight into the dark side. Jiayong isn't aware of this, but Kenna is. He he told the child that I have killed children before. it's so messed up. This is a villain who's not just a K-drama villain, honestly. You could make a true crime documentary on this guy. The way he attracts his targets? How come he's always getting into relationships with single mothers? It's really crazy. Gotta say though, the directing in his scenes to make him seem even creepier is... It's a bit heavy-handed. Like, there's this one track that they use. It's almost like a jump scare. It's almost like traditional horror movie thriller music. But it works. I mean, if the goal was to make him scary, it worked. And Son Tsuko is a great actor. He also added to that. Anyway, Lee Solak. Every little detail about what he's done to Henna and to the other kids and why he always kind of preys on single mothers is of course tied to his traumatic backstory as a child. Yeah, it's a little convenient. You know, when you're impressed by something, when you're impressed by how the details tie back together, it's brilliant. But if you're not impressed, it's, oh, it's convenient. In, in this case, I'm leaning on the side of brilliant because it was just so well executed and believable. But then a lot of things about the show could be deemed convenient. I understand it. Anyway, back to his backstory. When they revealed his whole backstory, I understood him a little bit better. Which is a good thing. Because although, you know, it's it's typical that, of course, they repeat the trauma that they've endured onto all of their victims. Yeah, that's textbook K-drama villain. But I just like the execution of it. Because it didn't really make him as an adult sympathetic or make me hope that, oh, maybe we can still redeem him. Maybe he can be a better person. It it didn't wubify him, really. You feel sorry for him as a child. You feel sorry that he ended up like this as an adult. But he is a vile and terrifying person and it does not excuse or redeem him. I just felt like the execution was really great because I clearly felt sorry for the child, but the moment I saw him as an adult, I, I didn't feel sorry for him anymore. That's how you give a villain a traumatic backstory without woobifying them. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I really liked it. It felt like the intent was very clear. I think it also helps that in the scene when they revealed his backstory, I was more touched by Hiena's ability to empathize with this adult who has hurt her so deeply and threatened her life, right? But she's learned how to do that. She's learned how to walk on eggshells and adjust to the adults in her life and accommodate them and try to be understanding to them so that they don't hurt her. That's how she survived with her mother. Just that whole exchange also poses the question, could Hiena turn into this kind of person? Because she's also experienced abuse and resentment from her mother, which is exactly what Nisola experienced. So is it possible for Hiena to become that kind of person as well? Who knows? That's what they're asking. So when the villains have been dealt with, and I won't spoil exactly how, the show honestly, honestly kind of loses steam because it becomes a pure melodrama of Hiena and Jin being separated from each other. Like, she is legally told to stay away from Hiena. And then Jin, you know, uncovers or reveals more family secrets. And Hiena grows up for, for a few years, hoping that Jin would still come back for her. But, you know, even though I was a little afraid that it was losing steam, I promise you the ending is very satisfying and heartwarming and hopeful, right? It, it, you can choose family. You can choose family and it will work out and you will find your way back to your family mother speaking of that so i have to spoil a little bit here i want to talk about sujin and her biological mother because the same way that sujin reconnected with her biological mother and understood what led her to be abandoned as a child like that and eventually forgave her mother after all these years i think the show is saying that it may be possible for hyena and her mother too. I mean, I'm not entirely sure about this because, of course, Hiena's mother was openly abusive and neglectful and really hoped that her child died so that she didn't have to deal with it. So maybe I'm wrong in this aspect, but I I don't know. I just feel like even Hiena mentioned this in the very last scene of the show, that maybe as an adult, she could meet her mother again. I think something like that. Anyway, what's more important though, not forgiveness in the future, but what's more important is protecting the child now, placing them in the care of a mother who can love them truly and completely so they can still grow up to be a good person like Sujin. Because if not, if they're left feeling abandoned and resented, they can end up like Solak, right? It's great. I wish I could go into how every major character, even some minor characters, contribute to the themes of the show. But I'm telling you, everyone contributes to the themes of this show. Four and... Um- start this whole thing on Little Women, I would like to give a disclaimer that everything I wrote down, all my notes on Little Women, I wrote them down before I even watched Mother. So these are genuinely my thoughts on the show without any comparison to Jong suk other works. And I came to terms with not liking Little Women. But after watching Mother, I felt even more disappointed by it because this writer is capable of writing a solid, Thrilling drama that is well-paced and not insane, didn't need to jump the shark, while still having an emotional core that's centered on family. I feel like in those aspects, these shows are kind of comparable. So yeah, here are my thoughts on Little Women. First, of course, let's get it out of the way. Acting and production, absolutely great. Kimmy 1 PD has a very cold and slick style, and I felt like it fit better here than in And the actors, they acted the hell out of their characters. Nothing to say about the acting. The writing, though, (laughs) it's just so makdjang. It requires almost complete suspension of disbelief because of how insane the events are. Like, honestly, it lost me after Inju started sniffing, snorting the absolutely evil orchid. And then everything just got crazier after that. But then the solutions and the resolutions the things seemed so convenient, right? 80% of the time, I don't even know how we got from point A to point B and how characters knew how to do any of the things that they did. Like, one really funny incident that stood out to me was when uh, Inkyung and Jongho were looking for the coat that they sold online or something. And then in the same conversation, I'm pretty sure, they were able to find it on a secondhand online store or something like that. Huh? Immediately? That fast? You're able to f- solve that problem that fast? Uh, that's just one of the dumber, uh, the lighter incidents. But there are more. There are really more where it's like, how did you learn how to do this? Is no one questioning how you got here or how, how you figured out how to solve this problem immediately? <sighs> if entertainment is all you want, I mean, I guess it's fine. It was entertaining. I mean, <laughs> honest to God, I was bored. Even before I decided that this is too crazy, I was honestly getting bored. But... I understand how it is entertaining, but I wanted to feel something other than frustration over how dumb these characters are, or confusion, just constant confusion. It's definitely more enjoyable if you don't try to understand, like just turn your brain off, sit down, and let it take you wherever it wants to take you. But I just, I don't think I came into this with that expectation, that this was a brain off show. I thought this would be a brain on show. And then turns out, no, you- you're gonna waste your time trying to understand it. Just don't. And aside from the plot, I couldn't develop any attachment to the characters. They were made purposely stupid and had no agency, which were both intentional. Once again, if you like how everything happened, you think, oh my god, that's brilliant, that there was a mastermind behind everything, blah, blah, blah. But then if you're not impressed, it's just, okay, then what's the point of all of this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I want my protagonists to have. Of a little more agency and to not just react to things because it felt like they were just being dragged around by the plot and character details that you thought would be more important like Inkyung's alcoholism remember when she lost her job because she's an alcoholic mm-hmm. which by the way the whole reveal of her being an alcoholic in the workplace was very dumb it was very dumb it was very dumb and then oh remember how they had a sister who died and how that, that was kind of some deep-seated trauma that Loki affected all their actions in life aside from the initial reveal after that it's gone literally anything about them as a family gone the park family on the other hand they were insane and they were toxic yeah but they were at least more interesting (laughs) Uh, honestly the only character i cared about in this entire show was yorin and inye i guess by extension everyone else i don't care you could have a happy ending you could die you could form your own secret organization to bring down the rich i don't care I really didn't care. I only cared about Yorin as long as Yorin was happy and safe and free of her abusive family. It's fine, I guess. So we've talked about plot. We've talked about characters. Let's talk about theme, okay? Um, Off the top of my head, I guess the themes are about how, you know, poverty changes how you see the world or how the rich easily manipulate the poor or how the rich have choices while the poor don't. I, I can't even pick out a central theme that guided all the actions and the events in the show because I feel like any sort of theme was sidelined by the desire to just squeeze in so much plot and keep things moving so fast. Like, the ones that I was able to mention, these were discussed in a very heavy-handed way in the show. Like, I'm pretty sure they had literal conversations specifically mentioning these themes i don't feel like it really manifested in a subtle and solid way in in all the events of the show and there was never a moment for me where everything came together thematically honestly the way it came together in a plot way uh, was yeah the reveal that it was all the mastermind plan and it's kind of once again convenient and frustrating and not satisfying I guess going back to mother, I, I now believe that it's possible to have a roller coaster ride of a plot while still having developed characters who go through that journey, bringing with them every bit of characterization that's been given to them and having agency through all of it. And that's why Little Women didn't work for me in the way that Mother did. But once again, I formed my opinion on Little Women before I even watched Mother. So, even without comparison, I was disappointed by the show. So, yeah, that's it for me today. Now, I don't know how much of Mother was from the original Japanese drama and how much of it is new. Like it, It's good. It's a solid 9 out of 10 for me. One of the few thrillers where I really cared about what would happen. It was edge-of-my-seat level of exciting. It was emotional. It got me to cry at least once. At least once. And just thematically solid all throughout. Symbolism was consistent. It wasn't just a one-off thing. It wasn't just aesthetically pleasing. It's, it's a good show, good drama. Would highly recommend if, if you're looking for that. And that's that's our forgotten gem of the week. I'm sure many haven't watched it yet because it's not widely available. I watched it on Vicky. Yeah, I, I hope that if you're looking for that kind of thriller melodrama that makes you feel things and makes you feel, you know, anger and frustration and hatred for the villains and still ends in a satisfying, heartwarming note, like one of the best endings I've watched in a while. I realized many endings are terrible nowadays. I don't know what's happening to the K-drama world, but really, endings are getting worse and worse. Why don't they just wrap things up as cleanly and appropriately as they did in Mother? And in many shows from, I don't know, the past five years before this year, before 2020 maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a seasonal thing because there's the promise of getting another season again. Maybe it's a Netflix or an OTT platform thing. I don't know. I don't know, but yes, very satisfying ending, very good show, very well executed. That's it for me today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to leave a comment, like, subscribe, follow, and tell me what you thought about today's episode. See you soon!